Do you like the great outdoors? Are you or are you looking to be a master bow hunter, king of the hill in archery? You're in the right place. Welcome to Bow Hunter Planet. It's the Bow Hunter Planet podcast, recorded live in the BHP Studios, Detroit, Michigan, with your host, Team BHP. It doesn't. Hey guys, it's Dave from the show. Hey, I just want to take a moment to thank our sponsors. These are some really great people and some really great companies that have really helped to make this podcast so successful. Vanguard is a maker of some amazing tripods, hunting packs, binos, shooting sticks, tripods, photography gear, and much more. These guys really know what they're doing and you should definitely check them out when you get a minute. Rax Inc. Get your favorite bow brand hanger from Rax Inc. Even uh, a BHP edition they have, which is really sweet, and that would be really cool if you guys had that. Absolutely send your pictures with those. We'd love to love to see that. Uh, Rax has got you covered with whatever brand you are using as your bow, and uh, they'll have a hanger just for you. Stealth Cam. Stealth Cam is a maker of some absolutely incredible uh, trail cameras, and if you're looking to get your camera game on this year, this is what you need. Uh, so you can see what's going on in the field. Uh, you can even go wireless with these guys. They got everything you need uh, right there at their website. Skull Hooker. Skull Hooker is one of the newest sponsors for BHP. But these guys, man, they are making some incredible European mounts for your animals. Uh, these mounts not only give you a creative way to show off your prize game, but also a versatile way to hang those mounts and get them all over your room. It's going to be really cool. You guys got to check them out, see them on the podcast. Really, really cool latest sponsors beyond the ears which is a pro shop located in oxford michigan uh, they carry great products including bows accessories binos clothing coolers and much much more and oh yeah if you are not in michigan that's okay because they have a sick website that you can buy all your your gear from and everything you need uh, definitely check out beyond the ears really cool people really really great shop and uh, you might even see us there sometimes so definitely check out our events to see when we might be there and last but not least, Crossman, makers of some of the best air guns in the world. Not only does Crossman make air guns, but they also make archery gear as well. Make sure you check them out online and, uh, you know, help get a kid outdoor shooting today. Crossman gives you those perfect opportunity products to do that. Crossman really gives you the ability to get kids outdoors and help pass on the heritage that we all love. Uh, you can find all the links to these great sponsors at the bottom of each episode. So click away and show your support for the podcast and these cool companies that help bring it to you. Now, on to the show. Hello, and welcome to the Bow Hunter Planet podcast. Sorry, I did a different weird voice. Anyway, Dave, Bob, and Kevin here again. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No pooms here. I've been calling him Kevin all night just for craps and giggles. Anyhow, we got a request last week to talk about broadheads. So today we are going to talk about broadheads. I thought that'd be kind of fun. So I'll let uh, Bob start. Um, Bob, why don't you go through your top five broadheads that you like, maybe, or maybe three, whatever is best for you. Tell us what, the ones you like in the industry and the ones you don't like, and then we'll go from there. It's a fair question. You guys know me well enough to know that I love G5. It's not recording. On. Yeah, you're good. <clears throat> I've always been a big fan of fixed broadheads. Uh, G5 
for those that you don't have any idea that what G5 is all about, they actually got to start making surgical cutting instruments, precision surgical cutting instruments. They make a, a fantastic fixed blade called a Montec. I've used it on pigs, deer, everything, and it's just unbelievably strong. Uh, after becoming involved with BHP, I was introduced to Ramcat. Now, <coughs> let me tell you, I've taken yeah. I've taken three, four beer with the Ramcat. It's also a fixed blade. They make a um, what is it? Movable? Mechanical? Mechanical. The Savage? Or is the Savage? Yeah, I've never used that yet. We, I put it on my head. Just no, I haven't, I haven't used the Mechanical from uh, Ramcat, but everything that I've experienced from Ramcat, it ranks right up in the top. You know, it, it, it's unbelievable penetration, unbelievable cutting. If you hit something with a ram cat and you're hitting it where you should, you're almost guaranteed a takedown on what you're what you're harvesting. The other one, uh, this goes to traditional bow shooting. I like muzzy. Yeah, those are my first one. Yep, that's what I I actually started shooting. When I started into bow was the muzzies, and I use a 125 grain with a probably 100 grain insert when shooting traditional. So you're shooting 225 grains, and that kinetic energy that you're you're putting out with the muzzies is unbelievable. Uh, I've never harvested anything with the traditional bow, but I, I, I do know from experience it will go through most things that you're shooting at. Uh, there's not really any, any broadheads that I don't like because I, I haven't experienced a lot of them. I try to stay away from mechanical, and that's just my preference. Why would you prefer to stay away from mechanical? Because anything that has a moving part, as far as I believe, has an ability to fail at one point. It's just inevitable. So with... A fixed blade, though, you have the, the issue of flight. So you might not fail in the... I get the point of, like, failing, like, in the hit, but you could fail in the flight, which I've seen so many broadheads. Most of them have shot pretty straight, and I we've done videos in the past, and it was fine. But when you reach out to 30, 40 yards, I started noticing six-inch differences, negatives, ups and downs, whereas mechanical fixed. was always dead nuts. Boom. So that's why, well, but maybe, now, does it open? That's the, that's the question. I, I don't know what people out there think, but I would be curious on everybody's Maybe opinion. because I, I, I'm a firm believer in the fixed blades. I, I don't have the knowledge with the mechanical blades. 
But still, if you think about it, anything that has moving parts on it, eventually those moving parts are going to fail on you. I've well, shot I've shot the Ramcat, I've shot the the G5, I've shot the the Muzzies, and I'll argue with you on the point that you know 40, 50 yards they fly like a field tip. I've seen positive things with Muzzy and all that. I'm not saying I haven't. I'm just suggesting I've never had a mechanical broadhead not fly like a field point unless it opens in flight, which is another issue. Had that happen, but. <laughs> Um, I would suggest that, uh, I've had, I'm just trying to think what uh, issues I've had with mechanical. I have had one where it hit low, kind of went around the vitals and out very odd. Uh, that was a long time ago, but it was a mechanical type head. And, um, I, See, I've talked a lot to of people, kills with mechanicals though. That's especially with the new high speed boats. I've talked to people where they've had problems with mechanicals. And I've I've talked to people shooting crossbows that have had problems well, with crossbows are tricky because they're so powerful. So I can see a crossbow uh, most, having most of them have crossbow rated heads. But all that really is is the rubber bands or more of them yeah. are tighter right, or whatever. They're, they're, but the point is is that you <clears throat> some brands that's the same exact head. They just say that to get more sales because yeah. they want because okay <clears throat> sorry. You walk into a store and you buy a crossbow. Your first logical thing would be to buy crossbow broadheads. That's a crossbow. <clears throat> so that's yeah. it's a marketing ploy most of the time that I've seen it at least. Uh, I'm not saying every everyone. Some of them have to have bigger bands because that was an issue they have with crossbows. Like <clears throat> Rage, I think, needed a different band. A uh, whole bunch of them actually out there. I'm pretty sure they had to have a crossbow edition because it had to be a little stronger. Now, that being said, I have seen... Good and positive of both types of broadheads. I've seen I've seen failures of both. At twenty yards, though, I've rarely seen a failure with a fixed blade head. Rarely, uh, most of the failures I've seen have been mechanical opening in flight or uh, too big, like a, too big of a cutting diameter. The other issue, though, with a fixed blade for me is I feel like it's too precision. So when you hit. It does create a hole, and there's no doubt about it. And it does kill the deer, but sometimes, like a like a rage, I feel like it does a lot of damage. Like it hits, and it not only does it create this massive gash on the outside of the animal on the one side, but on the back side if you have enough power, and that therefore the blood trails, in my opinion, have been a lot easier. Um, I've seen blood trails from a, a Grim Reaper that were. I've never seen anything like that in my life. And I saw on video. I never, I didn't see a person, but I saw the guy shooting blood just pouring out, you know. And don't get me wrong. I mean, if you hit it right, you can probably do that anyway. But the Grim Reaper did some huge damage. But, again, it's mechanical. Um, and but it's a one-time thing. That's my, that's what I was getting at. You made the comment like, oh, it could fail. It could fail over time. <clears throat> but to me, I would never reuse a mechanical. Like, it's done. It's one and done. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a – yeah, uh, disposable to me. And, and I'm sure a there's a lot of people out fixed, there believing that, but there's also a lot of people out there that believe, you know, I'm spending yeah, it should be thirty five dollars for uh, three blades of like them. four times. Right. Get out of here. Right. Yeah. Where I've gone no. through, like I say, <laughs> a pig's shoulder shattered the shoulder, and it's been a pass through using yeah. the Montec. 
And all you got to do is. But pull. how do you feel about Ramcat? I because know. Ramcat, those blades aren't like a Montec blade. No, they're not. They are a thin blade that's made to break. I think in most cases, and when it goes through like that, I mean that's a very small blade. I used the Montec on uh, on on Kevin's and my last bear hunt in Quebec, and I blew the. You saw the video of it. I went, I, I went on a a frontal shot of a bear, which is very atypical, and laid it on the anatomy. I blew apart the sternum, and it passed through. Now, mind you, the ram cat I wouldn't use again because the blades were so bent up. But you can replace the blades, right? Yeah, you, yes, you can. You can replace the blades on the Ramcat. I just Montec and Ramcat. I love them for the compound bows, the crossbows, and the muzzy. I use on my traditional, my longbow, my recurve. Uh, how about you, Nobu? <clears throat> Let's see. I guess my top five would probably be Ramcat number one, Executioner number two. I mean, we've shot some animals with those Executioners, and it's just <laughs> wound channels are crazy. Um, then what? Probably like the Nap Kill Zone. I can't remember the one with the serrated blades. I didn't get with that. Um, what else? I was just thinking of them. Like, I always had muzzies. You know, when I first started, when I was shooting aluminum arrows. And then... Is there anything you don't like? another one. The Raven. <laughs> no, they're gone, though. Yeah. I don't think they're even in business anymore. Um, I haven't shot a Rage again since one opened up on me in flight. And okay. that's probably because it was an old rubber band, probably a year or two old. And it rotted out, I'm sure. Is it two-blade or three-blade? It was two, and I think they've changed the design since then, but I missed a big deer because it opened in flight, so I... And once that happens to me, it takes a lot for me to go back to something like that. It's like when you eat a burrito from a store and you get sick yeah. from it, you never go back. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then that you know, I shot a deer with a broadhead last year with that big cutting diameter yeah. and lost it. Yeah. So no more well, no more of the big, huge cutting diameter. That doesn't excite me. Yeah. It doesn't pop through a bone. I'm not shooting it anymore. Yeah, I... Uh... My thing is, there's a lot of broadheads I haven't tried yet, and I'm disappointed because yeah. I have like the Wasp brands. That's that dirt wasp, nap. Wasp I'm excited. Was a good one too. I mean, I that am was excited the best blood trail I had ever stuff. seen. The Wasp, the dirt naps, like yeah. things like this. I mean, this is a solid blade you're talking. You know, and this yeah. thing, if I shot this through my compound bow at 60 pounds at a deer, this is going to be money. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind this is going to smoke a deer. So again, you know, I mean. There's uh, uh, so many brands of yeah. broadheads now. It's kind of tricky. Yeah. There's broadheads that are, I think it's called solid broadheads, that are like 80 bucks a pack. You know what I mean? Like they're, But they're CNC. They're, I, I want to say they're kind of like made like a Montec, but I'm not positive on that. Because Montec's very precisely made. I, that's one thing I have to give G5 credit for is that Montec Surgical is, is, precision. is made with, like I believe, a CNC. Yeah. It's all cut out yep. and stuff. It's like a solid piece. But I just don't know... Um, <clears throat> if that piece is like like solid aluminum or it's cast and then they they like cut it, I don't know. It doesn't matter. But the point, it's a solid broadhead. I mean, you can sharp. It's not 
solid broadheads. <laughs> Let's rephrase that. That's a brand. And then there's G5 Montec, which I said is a solid head. But um, so, but I don't know. For me, the two blade rage has always been one of my top top broadheads. I've seen so many. Ron has shot so many deer with that broadhead and cleaner yeah. clocks. And I mean. Pff. I very rarely have seen it fail in the field. I've seen a three-blade fail. I've never seen the two-blade fail, to my knowledge. I mean, I've had one open on me before I shot, and I saw it, and I fixed it, and I shot and killed the deer, so it was fine. But there is a risk there. So, uh, yeah, and then uh, the ramp cap for me has been phenomenal. I had no issues with that, a lot with that. Uh, I'm trying to think – Dead Ringer, you know, I'm not sure where I stand with Dead Ringer yet. I I think great people over there. I just – the only thing I did so far with them is shoot that turkey, and it didn't kill it. It broke the wings, and I actually only had one on me, so I couldn't. No, you shot your doe with it, with one of the, one of their broadheads. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Smoked it. That thing didn't go far at all, man. Yeah, but mine didn't go in. Mine went in like three inches. Weird. That's weird. You know, <laughs> with a crossbow. I had a crossbow, yeah. It blew my mind. And That's I, really weird. I did not hit the shoulder either. Maybe just hit a rib weird, though. I mean, sometimes I mechanicals know. have that problem. Which mechanical were you using? The big, big one? And it wasn't the great big one. It was in between. Hmm. I can't remember. Interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, each one's got different technology. Yeah. You know, you're talking over the top. You're talking the slip cam, which is like a yeah. rage. You know, so everyone's different in how they do it. I mean, effectively, there's so many. I mean, when you when we do the, like, you know, the Member's Choice Awards, which are going on right now, Rage is always like in the top, like mm-hmm. literally number one, number yeah. two, but by a long shot. Yeah. So that slip cam has definitely done well for them. Yeah. I mean, it, it is definitely you know a, a fan favorite for bow hunters. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. No, but they're good at marketing. Just like, I was, I was just like just Matthews. I was going to say, yeah, just I, like Mar- Matthews. I agree with that, but I also would say that from everything I've seen, it gets the job done. So if I if I would say to you that that the broadhead sucked and they're still doing well cause because of marketing. I would agree, but to as me, far the broadhead, as I'm concerned, execution is better. But that's an over the top. Fail. That's an over the top. And I, that's a I, very sharp, sharp it's possible for it to fail. I think. I think there's a very small margin in broadheads that actually, the term suck. Yeah, I wouldn't think there's many. I mean, no, those, because, yeah, because if you're not if you're not producing a decent broadhead nowadays, no people gonna aren't going to use yeah, them. Yeah, you know, and and like you, you guys I'm interested said, on it, some of these, like you see the one, what they call it, toxic or something. It's got the oh yeah, the swirl one. Yeah, toxic. And then, yeah. The, and then there's one with the circle blade. Have you seen that? I can't remember what that's. I called. feel like that's some of the same brand there. No, no, you're right. No, no. I wouldn't do the circle blade one. I, I don't think I would do the toxic though. That <laughs> twist one, mm-hmm. that thing looks sick. And I've heard a lot of good stuff about that. Really, people. I say, would think it would stop right when it hits something. Mm-mm. With that, it would have so nope. much drills. It, dude, the arrow's already spinning. Yeah, arrow's already spinning. It's so right it's actually through. it's actually a very genius idea because what they did is they just followed the contour. Of what's going to happen with the arrow? If you ever seen an arrow, you can put it online and find it. But they, when it's when it goes off that bow, it's like. Yeah, it and so what they did is they 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 burrowed it like a drill bit. So when it hits, it's going to go. It's going through with that turn. It's continuing mm. the turn. That's my point. So it actually should technically. Get deeper penetration. However, when I did my testing in about 2014 or 2012, 2013, whatever, the ram cap by far crushed everybody in depth yeah. penetration. So, and that they have a cupped head, 
uh, in the front end, which They've I think got helps that with chiseled that. head. It's a weird, and it's cupped though too. And I don't know what yep. that does. Maybe it takes out suction or something, or create. I don't know what it does, but it, it really. Uh, the Ramcat definitely did. And that, I, I can't say anything bad about Ramcat. That's my thing. Like that head, the advantage of that head is that when it hits an animal, if it hits a bone, it's a, it allows the blade to break off. Yeah. If that blade can't get through, it just snaps and goes and it keeps yeah. going. It doesn't yeah. mess up a deflection. It doesn't. Yeah. So it's hard for me to ever say anything bad about Ramcat. I've only seen success from yeah. you guys. You guys test it thoroughly. You and I Kevin mean, used I, it for years and you used it on everything. I'm, I'm using it this year for turkey. I am too. You know, I have it in my, my broadhead. Yep. Ever since, since being introduced to them, I've got nothing to say bad yeah. about the Ramcat. It's pretty amazing, really. Yeah. The Ramcat's definitely and it's a sharp in my on book. both sides. So even if it does get stuck in there, they're moving yeah. around. Yep. It's just chopping it up. And it's interesting because uh, Arcus, who owns the Ramcat, um, they also own Trophy Taker. Yeah. So they have those heads too. The T Shuttle Octi yeah. or Shuttle. Terminator, yeah. like those, those I, don't, I, can't, T, yeah. I can't see those ever feeling. No, I shot deer with those too, yeah. and that's what I said. And then it goes back to Bob's original thing about the muzzy, and I agree. The muzzy has been, you know, like Brian loves the muzzy. He shot deer. He shoots deer every year with the muzzy. His whole thing about that muzzy is it it's what he believed in. There was the thunderhead, and there was the muzzy for a yeah. long time before yeah. it got real competitive in that market. And the Thunderhead was a great head by Knapp, and Muzzy was always there. That family, they, I think they sold it. Yeah, they sold it to Farrandine now. But, you know, yeah. they – but the only thing I never liked about the Muzzy, and they are like the first people, I think, to have that chisel tip head, yeah. is that it's a kind of – it's put together. Yeah. This is where I liked Montec better because it was a solid piece of – you know, it's, it's billet, solid. It's cut out of a billet piece of that, that's what i was getting steel. at it, it, and that was what the only thing i like better but the muzzy even though it was put together and you have to screw it together and yeah. put all the blades in still was pretty effective yeah, so right. i i don't i don't i can't it's hard to say bad about it but when you i guess as i'm saying this when you look at the product right you take a muzzy and you you can take it apart it's like aluminum and it's got this and that and you take a g5 montec put it side by side your your pain what you're paying for is a better piece of metal with this solid piece out of a CNC. It's worth more money is all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So if you're paying 40 bucks for each of them, I would assume the, the Montecs are worth more. Like they cost more to make. That's what I'm getting to. They're not just some cheap material put together in the China fat facility or something like that, right. which I don't know if that's true for yeah. Muzzy or not. I don't know where they're made, but I would assume they're brought in, whereas a Montec is made right here right by here G5 in, in Michigan. Michigan. And I'm not. We don't. Speaking do, of we don't China, do anything with have, you, have, you, Michigan, have you seen those? Like the stuff that comes yeah, up on fakes. eBay. Yeah, the fake. Wow. They, How dangerous they, well, they is took, that? They, well, if you make your product in China, you are at risk of them stealing your design. Right. I mean, that's uh, that simple. If you do business in China and you're any of these companies like Rage or whoever, yep. and they have their broadhead there, they're going to steal that design. There's yep. no way around it. They have your design already. They could sell it on the market there, and someone else could start producing. Or the company who who you're buying it from is just making it more of them yeah. and selling them off. For like hey, here's a hundred bucks. Uh, here's another five hundred packs, right? For a hundred bucks, who knows what they're selling to I mean, someone they else? They do that with jerseys and shoes and everything. That's what I'm saying. Jordans for yeah. fifty bucks. Knockoffs, I mean. baby. But they're they're but they're, they're not the knockoffs. Thing. They're the exact same. That's the problem. Yeah, that's I where every once in a while they'll they're be a little the exact same yeah. specs. But yeah. if you're like me. If I know something's made here, especially Michigan, I'd spend $15, $20 more for it. Yeah. 
Well, my issue with these China packs is you don't know that. Now, a good example of this is I was on uh, Amazon looking for Pokemon for the kids, like the just the EX ones, the GX, like the, the ones that they like, you know. I was like, well, maybe I can find just those cards, like five of them for 20 bucks, whatever. Instead of just wasting money on packs, yeah. right, I could get them just the cards that they want. It's eBay. Well, I know, but then, so I found Amazon, 15 bucks, you get 20 of these EXs, right? And then all of a sudden, the comments like, fake, fake, those are China-made, fake, they're not real, fake, all these one-stars and all this. And I'm like... But let's well, be honest, I wouldn't know for that. what your kids are going to do with them and destroy them, you might as well buy them. I know, well, I was thinking that, but I was, <laughs> but I didn't know. I would Just never like have known. Them. I would have never known no. that. And most so my point don't. is, if you're a consumer and you're on eBay or on <laughs> Amazon or whatever, and those fake ones come up, you might think they're actually Rage Broadheads or Muzzy or whoever. You might actually purchase right. it not knowing, think you're getting a deal. Thinking it's somebody who's closing business, closing their doors, mm-hmm. right? Or um, It's just good that they're getting to the bottom of it. You know, trying to stop it, but uh, China made man, <laughs> that's the problem, man. You can't you put anything over there, it's risk of getting ripped off. I mean, it's that simple. Wow, you guys are quiet over there, mm-hmm. there's nothing left mm-hmm. to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, yeah, I, I, I was thinking about that the other day because I was like, man turkey's coming quick and there's so many heads and the one head that i'm interested in learning about and seeing your guys thoughts on is the guillotine type head like yeah, those different I've ones never i mean tried it. would you try it though do you have the guts and the balls to do it that's the question it sounds like bob does because he's already talked about doing a headshot but do you have the do you i would have shoot the gall? out of a crossbow no and no, i don't know do you have, have the gall to try to do you have the gall to try i would have that had a huge bow. broadhead at a head do I have the goal? Why not? Probably. All right, he's in. Let's Probably. get the pack out. He's taking them. This is on Bob. <laughs> if it doesn't get on Probably. Film, you got to pay it, for him. D- trust me. If I if I took a pack with me and I saw a 25-pound Tom with a a 9-inch beard standing 15 yards in front of Dude, me. Dude, they, they take heads off all day on YouTube with those type of things. Seriously, I don't think it would be that hard, Bob, honestly. I'm not suggesting you have to do it. I'm just saying that I've seen so many people shoot the heads off of turkeys with bows online, obviously. I've never seen in person. But I'm telling you, you don't even have to be like right in the head. You I can know. be off to the side. You, you've, you've got, got like a cutting diameter of four inches. It's like a windmill, and it just slices. Have a little bigger arrow, though, or longer arrow to get uh, I think faster. you're right, though. I think, I think there's something I think you weird about the arrow. Your, Some of them means, came with an arrow. Magnus came with an arrow. I remember that. They had a special arrow. Which means you've got to recite it in your bow. Yeah, and you've true. got to do all that because of the weight. Take me five minutes. I know it would take five minutes. <laughs> if it come down to it and I saw it sitting outside the blind like that, shotgun. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I just, I, I, I'm really excited about shooting a deer with my bow, which I did already. That was like a huge dream of mine to get that accomplished. And now it's done. I'm open to like crossbow or shotgun, trying different things, whatever. Um, you said shooting deer. You mean turkey? Turkey, sorry. Yeah, I meant now I'm open to like use trying the crossbow and you know doing different things. I, I don't know. I, I'm actually excited to see if Connor can hit this thing and if where you hit. I, th- I know he'll hit it. I, I just, know he'll hit but it. I was t- I'm trying to tell him that they're very squirmy. You know, it's not like a deer where it no, just they stops. Pop. It's gonna. You know, I say he goes. So I should aim for the head. I go. Do not aim for the head. Like you're not gonna hit that head. And, and don't get me wrong. I would love if he hit the head, but the odds are slim to none. You know the analogy I tell people. It's like a boxer. Because you're, you're bobbing, you're weaving, 
It, it's just like a boxer's actions. That's a good point. It actually is the way they move that head so fast. Break his break his wings of that ram gate ain't going nowhere. That's what I'm thinking. And just, just stop. Oh god, it's disgusting. It's a horrible way to go. I think I'll shoot him again. <laughs> well, I guess we don't pay for it, so <laughs> oh, I don't care about the heads. Yeah, that's the least of my worries. I just want it. I just want. I just want him to have a good experience too. You know, I don't want him to see him. I don't know. Whatever it is, what it is. I want to do. I want to pull an outdoor chef though. That's all I know. I want to take it from feel to plate, baby. I'm gonna even if we don't cook it there. I'm yeah, gonna, I want to skin it. I want to film all that, like cutting it. I want. I want to do what they do because I think it's so amazing. And then get it ready. We'll wash it, process it, put it in the freezer. And then when I get home on Sunday, I'm gonna I'm gonna like really call them and get a recipe and <laughs> and start like trying to brine it right. I want to do. I, I got to figure out what you did for the brine last time because that was perfect. Just sugar and water or sugar and salt. So that's overnight. what we're gonna do. And then we're gonna cook it on Sunday night. And you guys can come over and we'll have a turkey dinner. And I'm gonna keep the legs too. He did the legs, the whole drumstick leg. I'm gonna pluck it. I'm gonna cut it up. And take, I might as well try it. I mean, why not try it? I mean, might as well. It's I don't worth think a you shot. Have to pluck it. You can probably cut the skin off. Or did he pluck it? Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just, <laughs> I just want to try. You're gonna be out there for like two hours trying to get all this feathers. I am. <laughs> you see me in the corner. Throw it in boiling water, a oh, pot of boiling water yeah. before you pluck it, and then. I right. gotta bring some rubber gloves. I almost forgot about that. Right Get after that, ice water. Dip it in ice water, and then boop, boop, boop. Easy. Oh. And you take the whole bird, just like the whole body. Cut the head off and take yep. everything else. Big old pot. Drop it in. Pull it out. Ice water, cold water, and then feathers come right out. So awesome. Yeah, I gotta. I, I'm excited to try that. Actually, um, I say be cool. To like, to actually try to cook the bird, I, I'm half tempted to do what Bob just said, like take the whole body, and then actually cook it in the oven, like with you know, like you do like a normal Thanksgiving turkey. That'd be kind of neat. Has anybody done that? I've, I think it'd be. You I can. Do it. I you, wouldn't do. It. I've never done it. Why wouldn't you? What's so bad? I don't know. I'm asking. I, mean, that. I don't know. I think it, most people just eat the breast. I would try the legs, but oh, it's got to be amazing though, because it's like dark meat's good, and I can't a- imagine. Actually, I, what I think it's too, too what uh, I've done is I've gamey. I heard. The breasts I've cooked, yeah, and everything else I boned it out off the turkey yeah. and jerky. Yeah, oh, that's you, a good you idea. You throw it in a smoker. You do yeah. jer- jerky wow. out of yeah. it. Could smoke the whole bird. Oh too. yeah, you could deep fry it. You could deep fry. It. It's probably amazing. You could deep fry it, inject it, get an injector and inject it with some. Garlic. Well, I'm telling you right now. First thing I'm doing oh. is just I'm going to keep everything, and then I'm going to call the outdoor chef guys, and I'm going to. Uh, <laughs> Ask them how to do it because I, that's my goal right now. I was like, oh, I, if I can do that, at least they'll give me a recipe that we think I we think, can. Yeah, I think I'm good with what I did last time. Well, I'm yeah, probably, I, well, uh, probably. Hopefully, have some mushrooms to go with it. <laughs> I don't know about that. Oh yeah, we looking for mushrooms? Yeah. I forgot about They're that. They're popping. Yeah, dude, I'm excited about that. Mushroom hunting. You you're gonna go to those same spots? Probably. Can we go in the rain? We'll see why not. Yeah. Anyway, well, we hope you guys have a great night. Um, thanks for joining us on the podcast today, and uh, we hope we made you a little bit hungry at the end there. And we'll let you guys know how our hunting season goes here. In the next couple of weeks, we'll have some new pie. In fact, me and Nopu might be talking uh, on the cameras uh, coming up this weekend, depending on what happens. So, anyway, we'll see you guys next time on the podcast. See you. Bye.
celebrating the rich tradition of bow hunting for over 31 years. Vanguard is proud to be the official optic and hunting pack of Bowhunter Planet. Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.